to Creating Real Marriages That Last with Dr. Mike Lynn, Senior Pastor of Brooklyn Baptist Church. Today we're talking about evangelism. Mike, let's let's dive into a topic that I think you're a little bit knowledgeable knowledgeable on, and that's your granddaughter. Oh, uh, Mackenzie Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to show pictures? I was, gonna, I was, about, to make that, I was about to make here, that joke. Here, that if you'll hit the button on the iPad on your on, on the on the screen now, I'll show you a beautiful picture of the most beautiful little girl ever in the world. Yeah. So uh, you recently wrote about what Mackenzie Rose is teaching about evangelism. Yeah. What is she teaching teaching you about evangelism? Um, I, I just noticed a couple of things about me. Mm-hmm. Now, all my friends who are grandparents warned me, this yeah. is, is going to yeah. change life. And, right. and, you, and you go, yeah, yeah, sure you are. But, but I'm going to tell you, when they put her in my arms, I was done. Yeah. I just whatever this little girl wants, she gets. Right, exactly. Uh, and, I, I, and I'm fascinated by her. I, I want to spend, I, we're just really excited that, they're moving, they're, that her parents, <laughs> you know, we go see McKenzie, and of course her parents oh, are there. Yes, yes, Chris, yes. Chris and Deb. Uh, but, uh, you know, they now live in Bowling Green. Which, she's an hour away. And we can go up there. We can just spend all day. We're just fascinated by her, you know, right. what, what she, how she's growing, things she's learning. And, and I've noticed a couple of things about that. One, wherever the conversation starts, I can lead you to a place where you ask to see a, a, a picture of my granddaughter. Hmm. We can talk about politics. We can talk about sports. I don't care right. where, where the conversation yeah. begins. I'm going to find a way so that you'll say, hey, I heard about your granddaughter. You got a picture? Yeah, I well, just exactly. have to have one. Exactly. Uh, the second thing is, um, I, I want to I want to see her somehow. And, and Deb, our daughter in law, is great about sending videos and pictures to keep her yeah. to, to keep her uh, and you know in touch with her. And we can kind of monitor her and, and yeah. enjoy that uh, through uh, through technology. Uh, but I, I just noticed some things like one: the more I'm around Mackenzie, the easier it is to talk about her. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so if, if we, you know, we spent the weekend or last Saturday up there with us, so I want to tell you about how she's eating a cookie now. And yeah. We took her to her favorite restaurant and here's what she did and that kind of, the more I'm around her, the easier it is to talk about. We talk about evangelism and I need to tell you about Jesus. And so we have all these techniques, say this, say this, say this, go A, from A you go to B, from B you go to C. Uh, but the real problem for most of us is we just haven't been around Jesus in a real long time. Mm. Uh, you know, we've been around the church, we've been around other Christians, but right. we haven't been around Jesus. And the more I'm around Mackenzie, the easier it is to talk about. The second thing, I, I, and, and from that, the more I'm around Jesus, the easier it is to talk about him. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the other thing is uh, when you have a grandchild like that, there, there is a natural point of conversation. You have a grandchild. Yeah, well, most of my friends now have one or two grand. So it starts an instant conversation of this thing that we have in common. Uh, I, I think there is this commonality to to life uh, a lot. Of, you know, when I was a kid, there was a board game called Life. Yes. And you had to, you, but everybody had to go through the same things. You yeah. got married whether you wanted to or not. You had yeah. kids whether you wanted to or not. It was yeah. just a roll of the dice uh, kind of thing. I think there are... There are common moments in life uh, that faith informs or faith speaks to. And as I am around Jesus more and more, then the easier it is to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the easier it is to share people, the more natural it comes up. Yeah. The, the real problem with the most of our evangelism is that it, it, is, it is forced. Yeah. 
and it it is a canned, and it sounds that way. Yes, yes. And uh, instead of a very natural, well, here's what I'm learning the more I follow Jesus, or here's here's when I dealt with that, here's what Jesus taught me about about life and what matters. Yeah, I, there's there's a reason why I got C minus in evangelism and seminary. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, you're right because it was like we had to learn four formulas. That's right. Um, and then I had to actually go do door to door at one point. Oh, that's so effective. It, it was. I was. I, I didn't know what what to do. Yeah, when's the last time you saw a Fuller Brush man? Yeah. If exactly. it was, if it was, right. if door to door is still effective, they would still be selling <laughs> vacuum cleaners and Fuller brushes door to door. Yes. Nobody yes. does that anymore. Well, it's funny you mentioned like you know. When you talk about McKinsey in the aspect of what you teach him about evangelism, it makes me obviously reflect on my four-year-old son, Scout. And what I have found, what Scout has taught my wife and I about evangelism is, is that Scout's so young, he doesn't know anything about stereotypes. Right. He doesn't know any of the um, the walls that we put up. So for him, everybody's a friend. That's right. Everybody why would you not want to tell that person about whatever that is that you're dealing with? Right. He, he, he's like, he's so we're about to have our second child. So everybody needs to know about the second child. And it's, it, it I, and so and why wouldn't you like me? Why, yeah, why, why wouldn't you want to have this? Yes, right. And so I, sometimes I sit there and I, and I, it, what I have to take a step back and realize is, is that childlike faith, if you will, or that childlike conversation is, is one granted for me, it doesn't come naturally because of all of the, you know, years of, of a, a bad, bad, bad training. Bad, yeah. yeah. But you watch him and I kind of go, the neighborhood, my, our neighborhood knows Scout and he knows who he is. Yeah. And I begin to sit there and I feel a conviction, if you will, of my son doesn't see anything about that person across the street from me that would stop him from going to have a conversation. So what is it about me that I see in that person that stopped me from having that conversation about Christ? Mm-hmm. What is it that I think in some way, shape or form, but he's, He's just, he's there. He's going. Doesn't know. Well, even even yeah. with you, I mean, yeah. because uh, I'm obviously the father of boys. I you know I love being a, a dad more than anything else in the world. Even in time when I stop by your office and say, "Hey, give me a scout story." Right. Yes. It's that fast. Yes. Exactly. So so I in in my imagination, the world's kind of going to the church. Do you have a Jesus story? Right. <laughs> like they used to have an axe. Do you have one of those? Yes. Yes, I do. Let me tell you. Yeah, it it, 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 it it is. And the other thing I think for us is we, as folks, if you try to think through the practical level of evangelism, what we've tried to do for us is to teach Scout some very basic things. So one of the things my wife – and I'm putting this all on my wife. I didn't do this. My wife did this. She put a giant mailbox in the front of our house, and it says prayer on it. And then she went on the our Facebook group for our neighborhood, and she said, anybody who's got a prayer request, come and put it in the mailbox. So she has a giant notepad there, piece of paper. And I would tell you two, three times a week, we open the mailbox, and somebody in the neighborhood's got cancer. Somebody in the neighborhood's got surgery. And our our son, every day we get home, Daddy, got to go check the mailbox. And he's not talking about the, the mail. mail. He wants to check the prayer mailbox. And he's pulling them out. And then he's got these little Post-it notes of all these prayer requests. And so that's what he goes through every night before he prays. He's, he's going to go through the Post-it notes. And for us, we are trying to think, our thought was, we're going to start a real practical level of let's start praying for our neighbors. That's right. And I'll tell you what, the, the impact on us, I'm walking through, I'm walking the neighborhood the other day, and I'm walking, I'm, I see somebody I haven't seen in a year, and we're very, very casual friends. And she looks at me, she looks at Scout and says, oh, I meant to go by the prayer mailbox. 
my husband tomorrow, he's having surgery. So can you add that to the prayer list? I haven't talked to that person in a year. And so my son thinks this is a natural thing we should do. So as you folks, as you're trying to think through the practicality of this is, um, as Mike said, it is, are, do you, are you, are you experiencing him daily? Mm-hmm. Are you experiencing Christ daily so that you, that you want to talk about him because you spent so much time with him? Yeah. Is he a good enough friend that you want to introduce him to your other friends? Exactly. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Thanks for listening in on the conversation. If you want to find out more about Dr. Mike Glenn, you can go to MikeGlennOnline.com or you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Glenn. You can also download a free copy of 170 Ways to Love Your Spouse on his website, MikeLennOnline.com.